up, we thought food was only something that could be enjoyed. And really, there's nothing wrong with that. But here's the thing. So much of life happens in the kitchen. It's a place to gather, to laugh, to burn your meatloaf while the kids do their homework at the kitchen island. So if life is happening in the kitchen, that's where we want to be. It doesn't have to be so hard. We can be great dads and great cooks. This show is about us trying to figure it all out. I'm Chris. And I'm Phil. Welcome to Dad's Kitchen. You know, Chris, I was thinking. Where are you, Phil? You know how in last week's quick tip I talked about the magic of garlic and mashed potatoes? And then that inspired you to do an entire episode on mashed potatoes for our full length? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds vaguely familiar. Well... As it were, to follow the trends because, you know, you're a trendsetter. <gasps> meatballs. Are we doing meatballs? Dang it. No, we're not. I wish we were. <laughs> I wish we were. I love meatballs. Uh, I like them okay. sweaty. Just in time for Christmas, Phil. Well, this past Tuesday in our Quick Tip episode, you talked about freezers. And that, again, keeping up with the trends here, that inspired me to talk about other cold things like the outside. Because it's Christmas time. It's, 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 it's the Christmas spirit. I'm in it. I know you're in it. I know all of our listeners are in it. So let's talk about winter, Chris. Like uh, winter as in seasonal cooking, maybe? It's not winter yet, by the way. Semantics. Maybe not so much seasonal cooking and more of like just like seasonal feeling. Okay. Like we need to get the warm and fuzzies back in our lives. Don't you agree? I think so. I could, I could use a little bit of warm and fuzzy right now. Super, super curious as to where you're going with this one, Phil. So please, please do continue. Okay. Pray tell you might say. So I was thinking, I think I might've mentioned this at one point last year. It was, it's just like this little tradition that we do. It's really fun. It's something that I feel like my kids are going to remember forever. We do this once a year. We put them to bed around Christmas time. Uh, you know, at some point in December, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah do you remember, remember this? this what one. do we do? Do you recall? Oh, well, you wake them up. We wake them up, and what do we do? Cool things that I definitely remember. <laughs> we take them outside in the cool weather. No, we drive around and we look at Christmas lights, and we pop popcorn, yeah. and we make hot chocolate, and we just drive around looking at Christmas lights, and they're like halfway between this like foggy days of I just was asleep for eight minutes, and like pure excitement and it's the cutest do, thing do they ever get yeah do they ever get mad at you for waking them up no that is not that that has not happened yet i think when that happens we'll just decide okay you guys are too old for this you can drive yourselves around but i've got young I kids hope that they're like 12 okay seriously though like do you think our kids are even going to drive like how far off are we from driverless cars i don't know that's a whole that's a whole another discussion maybe not fit for a for a dad's kitchen episode at least not yet Oh, no, I don't know. I don't know. I think we can, we can Tesla it up if you really, really want to. I don't know, Phil. I think we're, I think we're a few years off. I, I think that the technology is going to be there before the public is there and ready to accept it, Phil. Kind of like Google Glass. People were not ready for that in 2012. I'm pretty sure people are never going to be ready for that. Well, I mean, Ray-Ban just came out with, I think they're called Stories. Have you seen those? I have not seen the Ray-Ban story, so. Yeah, they're they're actually like normal looking, like not so techy. And yeah, it's supposed to be pretty cool. I'm not saying that because I own a pair. I don't own a pair. I'm probably not ever going to own a pair. Yeah, I get what you're saying. We're, the technology was just kind of ahead of the time. And so someday we'll have driverless cars. And which means that someday I'll be able to sit my hot chocolate without having hands attended to just like my kids. 
And that's what I wanted to talk to you about, Chris. I wanted to talk to you about hot. Hot chocolate? Chocolate. Okay. I mean, you could definitely do that now if you had a Tesla. You don't necessarily have to have your hands on the car. It's really kind of slightly uh, disconcerting to be driving with somebody in a Tesla and having them check their their uh, text messages and such. And the car, you know, taking care of all the staying in the lane things on its own. Does your dad do that? But yes, I'm not going to name names, <laughs> but hot chocolate. Fell. Okay. So do you have a specific type of hot chocolate that you make for your girls? Or do you change it up every time? I am so glad you brought it up because this is actually the whole premise of the whole episode. So we do have our own recipe. It is not Swiss Miss. I don't think there's anything wrong with Smith Miss. But, but, so that is so hard to say. Smith Miss is Smith Miss is so great. Ooh, say that five times fast. So let's get back on board here. Hot chocolate, Chris. Christmas. It's. I'm gonna start calling you that now. You're Christmas. That's fine. Uh, my my nickname on this last little uh, movie we shot was peppermint. Oh, cute. So we do have our own homemade little recipe, and I wanted to share it with you because it's really good, and it's actually not that difficult. And when you compare the two, when you compare it to like a powdered mix, it's just like, it's night and day. So do you want to hear it? Do you want to hear how it's done? I don't know, Phil. I've got the feeling that it might ruin hot chocolate in any other way, shape, or form for everybody, potentially. Why? Because you don't like it? No, no, no. Just that your recipe is going to, your recipe is actually going to be just that mind-blowing, Phil. Well, all right. But maybe I'm giving you too much credit. I don't know. Before I get into the details of how to make this, first, a story. So you might recall... Is it a Christmas story? Sort of. Sort of. It's it's okay. more of a anniversary story. I don't know if you remember this, but you got married once at the Broadmoor Hotel in Colorado Springs. Well, it wasn't actually at the Broadmoor. Well, the reception yes, was there. continue. During that reception, or actually it was the day after, because Ashley and I stayed at a hotel room at the Broadmoor... Uh, The very next day, we walked down to the little gift shop and we ordered a cup of hot chocolate. And that was no ordinary hot chocolate. Have you had it there? Was it sipping chocolate? The what now? Was it more like sipping chocolate? Yeah, it was like, okay, so the way I described it when I I had it, like if you were to melt down a bunch of Dove chocolates and then just drink it, like that's, that's kind of how delicious it was. We were totally blown away. Yeah, it's definitely more like... More like sipping chocolate. Yeah, sipping chocolate. There you go. As opposed to water with some powder in it. Exactly. And so all along I've been searching for a recipe to even like come close to this, as you're describing, sipping chocolate from the Broadmoor Hotel. And we actually found one. We found a recipe online and it's not that complicated. And now you get to you get to have Christmas. Okay, I'm really looking forward to this, Phil, but I do have one question real quick. Yes, sir. What does this have to do with freezers? Oh, just because it was cold outside. But hot chocolate is hot. Yeah, well, there's contrast. Ikea is also hot, and we keep that but in the meatballs. freezer. Okay, well, I uh, am demanding a meatball episode sometime soon, whether I'm going to do that or you, I don't know yet, but uh, continue with your chocolate. Are they Swedish or... Maybe it is a comparison of all of the various varieties of meatballs the world over. Because now that I think about it, like it's a fairly ubiquitous food concept. It's it's a it's a concept that you see all over the place. But yes, chocolate. You found a recipe and it's amazing. I'm assuming I haven't had yours. I feel like we've had enough preamble here. This isn't the Constitution. Let's talk about how to make this absolutely amazing Broadmoor imitation sipping chocolate. Half a cup of sugar half a cup of Hershey's cocoa, and a pinch of salt. So you've got your dry ingredients, right? Okay, so is this, is this one serving? That's a lot of sugar. Oh, no, this makes six servings. 
This, okay. this, is, this is like enough to Good. feed your family. Good. This is enough for your family to get in the car after you wake them up and drive around like a Christmas lights. Okay. 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 One more time. Half a cup of sugar, half a cup of, uh, no, it's a, you're right. It's half a cup of sugar. It's a quarter cup of cocoa. It, it could be any cocoa, okay. like the Hershey's cocoa. Like you're familiar with that. Like the unsweetened, yeah. just like plain cocoa powder. Where does the melted chocolate come in? And then a pinch of salt. And then you're just going to mix those up as your dry ingredients. Then you're going to stir in some water. And it doesn't take a lot of water. I think it's only like a third of a cup. You're going to bring that to a boil over medium heat, stirring constantly, obviously. And you're going to kind of reduce that down for like two minutes. And that's when you start to add in your milk. We use whole milk. Uh, It's probably not all that relevant of what type of milk you use. I guess you could use oat milk. If you're into the planet, uh, we use whole milk and then you just kind of stir all that together. And then once it's, once it's not boiling, okay, this is like the pretty, pretty big key. Cause you don't ever want to boil milk. Not when you're making hot chocolate, that is, uh, then you get to, you get to remove it from your heat and you get to add some vanilla, only like a teaspoon, not even that, like three quarters of a teaspoon of vanilla. And then you just whisk it with a little whisker until it kind of froths up and you've got yourself imitation from Broadmoor hot chocolate and it's super good. Okay. I was waiting for the part where you actually put chocolate in it. No, you don't have to. We actually compared it. Like I melted down some Dove chocolates because I was like, wait, is that really what they do? And it was really just like a chocolate fountain, which wasn't the worst thing, but it's not the same. Yeah, uh, I I actually have had some uh, various sipping chocolates that do involve like mostly melting down chocolate and putting like a little bit of milk in there. And they can be really good. Very thick and luxurious. Well, I mean, chocolate in general. Right. Are you a chocolate fan? I guess I've never even, like seen you eat a piece of chocolate. I don't mind it. Yeah. I'm not like a, a chocoholic, Phil. I don't mind chocolate. It's not always my first choice in terms of flavors, but I, I can enjoy it for sure. Yeah. Like if you were to grab a piece of candy on your way out the door, like you've got some leftover from Halloween, obviously. What are you grabbing? Yeah. It can totally, be anything. Totally have lots of candy in our house. So much candy in our house. Uh, if if I was to pull some candy out of this, you know, definitely real stash of candy that we have, I don't know. I'd actually probably go for something like chewy and fruity. Like uh, chewy runts were amazing, but those aren't around anymore. Chewy spree, I can get behind. Chewy, uh, actually like the little airhead bites. I kind of oh, like those. Oh, those are delicious. But you're getting, you're, you're getting, you're getting the idea here, like fruity, chewy things. That's, that's my, my go-to. Maybe a little tart. So no milk duds? Nah, not really. I, I, I can appreciate them. I like them. Maybe I'll have them if they're around. Like if there are some raisinets or something around. That's disgusting. I'll, I'll go ahead and eat a little bit of that. I gave <laughs> my daughter, my five-year-old daughter, Pop Rocks for the first time and didn't tell her what they were. I was like, hey, Libby, <laughs> you want to try some candy? So fun. So and she fun. never will trust you again, right. Phil. Well, she will because I haven't even got to the best part of this yet. All of this delicious hot chocolate is really just a carrier for homemade whipped cream. And this is where this recipe just goes like off the charts. So have you made whipped cream? Oh, yeah. Yes. We we have homemade whipped cream all the time. Molly makes, Molly makes it quite frequently. And it's one of those things that doesn't have to have a lot of sugar. But you can also play with really interesting flavors. And it's still really good. Yeah. So we, we basically get some heavy whipping cream and... We just put it in the standing mixer and start adding powdered sugar and just a teeny bit of vanilla. 
and a pinch of salt until it tastes good. And you're right, like it doesn't really need a lot of sugar. We've done it with granulated sugar. Not a huge difference. You know, that granulated sugar kind of gets absorbed by the heavy whipping cream, but I think powdered sugar may just be a little easier to manage. And it's just so good, Chris. It is absolutely incredible. And then you're right, like you can play around with some some flavors. You can kind of do whatever you want. But when we discovered heavy whipping cream and the magic that it can become when you add sugar, it's, um, yeah, like we're never, we're never buying Cool Whip again. Yes. I, I do think that there's something fantastic about homemade sugar. Sugar's, sugar's on my mind. I, I was I was actually going to get to that homemade whipped cream. But I also think that obviously like uh, there's obviously, obviously, Phil, obviously, there's, there's a little overabundance of sugar in a lot of American dishes, Phil. Okay. So what, what, what's getting me on this, this line of thought is I was thinking about last year and for Christmas, I'm pretty sure I made a, a cranikin, which is yeah, like this Scottish that. dessert. It's, it's uh toasted oats, like soaked in scotch, I think with some raspberries and heather honey. And then I put a homemade whipped cream on top of that. And it was actually a scotch whipped cream. And it did not have much sugar in it at all. Obviously, this is a dessert just for the adults. But uh, I, I had a Glenmorangie, which is, you know, easy, approachable scotch, and had that mixed in the whipped cream. And it was amazing. And the the Kranikin in general didn't have a lot of sugar. And so, I don't know, I'm just, just thinking... That it's okay to not like over sugar our children, especially with this whipped cream when you can add things like scotch to it. Yummy. So this is what you would have <laughs> in lieu of the hot chocolate when you're driving around looking at Christmas lights. Am I understanding this correctly? Sure. Just just, just like a, a glass of scotch for each kid. Yeah. <laughs> with a little bit of scotch whipped cream on top of it. <laughs> well, no, I meant for you. You're the one driving. It's a driverless sure. car. So you know what? But yeah, then, then, yeah, I wouldn't be driving, so... There you go. To the full circle, Chris. I, I think you have a couple like really great ideas here. And in a way, it's something that we've talked about often. And it's, you know, like store-bought stuff is, is fine and it's good. And sometimes we are just busy and don't have time to do anything differently. So we buy that bottled salad dressing. But, you know, sometimes there's a little bit of extra goodness to be had if we make it ourselves. You know, there's an element of it being a little bit more special, but also probably a lot better tasting and a lot better for us in general because we can control the amount of sugar that we put in things. But both whipped cream and hot chocolate fill, I think, are two really easy things to make at home. And you can make them really, really good. You can. And then, Chris, I don't know if you've ever tried anything like this, but you could have like a hot chocolate bar if you have some guests over. You know, like we've done like... Like we did our charcuterie episode with like this thing board. You guys, yeah, you guys like your bars. We do. We do salad bar. You do hot dog Taco bars and salad. Oh, hot dog bar. Okay. You just don't like making things. You just like putting ingredients out and forcing your kids to make their own dinner. I do. And I like germs and I like getting people's fingers on on all this stuff. And then, you know, it's going to go in something hot anyways. It's going to cook out all the germs. Probably not. You can do like crushed up candy canes. You obviously like marshmallows. Those are, that's kind of like the obvious one, but, but have some fun with it. You can do some toffee bits, some, some coconut. Sour Patch Kids. Yeah, sure. Why not? You could put that in your hot <laughs> chocolate. I don't care. Andy's mints. Oh, Bailey's. Pop rocks. Bailey's, Chris. Put some Bailey's in your hot chocolate. Okay. I'd lean towards more like a, a peppermint schnapps maybe. Oh, I have not had a good peppermint schnapps since I was, well, I probably shouldn't say that. I love peppermint schnapps. 12? Yeah, it was like. 
It was just like this accidental thing. So the point is, Chris, as you say, you can have some really fun nights ahead of you if you make some stuff homemade and just spend time with your kids. I mean, is that so much to ask? Play Monopoly, play Settlers of Catan if you want. My daughter is starting to get into cribbage. I still don't know how to play it, but kids are smarter (laughs) than adults, so. That's fine. She's what, like nine going on 65? Something like that. Yeah. Your your kids seem like the Mahjong type to me. Oh yeah, Oliver uh, can't get enough of it. Our 15-month-old. So thanks, Chris, for talking to us about hot chocolate tonight. No, Phil, thank you for giving your kids diabetes. Oh.